Welcome to the Asian Glow Up podcast. I'm Jojo. I'm Jackie. And I'm April. Today, we have the founders of Untold joining us to discuss how they grew their passion project that highlights BIPOC creators and how they turned that into a small business of their own. And I actually first found them through Asia Dang's Instagram giveaway, which both my college roommate and I won by chance. We were super inspired by Untold's mission. Welcome, Jackie and Jolene. If you guys want to start off by elaborating more on what Untold is and how you got started. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're super excited to be on. Hi, everyone. I'm Jolene. I'm the co-founder of Untold, currently based in San Diego. I grew up in Southern California, went to school in UC Irvine and studied business information management, eventually went to a nine to five in consulting, but really felt kind of unfulfilled by my nine to five and wanted to do something a little bit more impactful and meaningful which is why I started Untold with Jackie. Hey, everybody. I'm Jackie, co-founder of Untold. I'm a visual designer and illustrator currently living in Santa Monica. I went to school in UC Irvine. That's how I met Jolene. I studied studio art and eventually led to graphic design, but it was all self-taught. Now at Untold, I'm handling all things creative from branding to social strategy So in terms of our mission and how we started, this was actually a passion project in the summer of 2020. It was the height of the Black Lives Matter movement and small businesses were really shutting down across the country. And a lot of my my friends and my family were personally affected by the pandemic. So we came together and we were like, how can we actually do something tangible to give back to our community? We just came to the drawing board and said, what are some ways that we can help consumers develop deeper relationships with small businesses across the country? This is why we came up with the idea around gift boxing, because I think a lot of the times when you think about giving gifts to people, you normally go to Nordstrom or bigger department stores or Amazon. And it's harder for small businesses to really stand out and be able to develop economic equity, especially in communities of color. So we were able to kind of find really artisanal, sustainable and unique products from small businesses across the U.S. And we wanted to share them with the world through these curated gift boxes. But yeah, really excited about the potential of kind of telling the stories behind brands. I think that's the most important aspect of Untold, which is really showcasing the faces and the voices behind these brands. And I think that's why consumers really value our service is because they're able to actually feel like they connect with these small business owners. Speaking as someone who actually received the Love Languages box, I loved how personal it was because it came with like a fully designed newsletter. It looked almost like a newspaper insert and it had like pictures of all the founders and all their stories. And I really love that element. How did you guys meet? I'm curious. Were you guys part of the same org or was it just like a GE class or something? Business fraternity. <laughs> oh. Have you guys heard of Alpha Kappa Psi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend in the Riverside chapter. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's how we met. I love that. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. You guys are in a business fraternity and now you're starting a business together. Mm-hmm. So did you always want to start a business or did it just kind of happen last year because of everything that was happening and you were just kind of inspired to do so then? Or was this always kind of in the back of your head, like one day we will start a business? Yeah, so it's actually kind of a funny story because me and Jackie... We weren't super close in college. I think we were around a lot of the same people. We had a lot of the mutual friends from AKSI, but we didn't necessarily like hang out all the time or like envision starting a business together at all. In 2020, I knew I had this vision behind what I wanted to create, and I knew that Jackie could help me do it. I knew that she had background, the artistic direction to really be my partner in this, and I just reached out to her 
It was really crazy. It was actually a dream that I had. In my dream, this idea of selling gift boxes. And someone told me, hey, reach out to Jackie. She would be really down to help you with this at like 4.30 or 5 a.m. And it really caught her off guard. We hadn't spoken after college. I would say we hadn't spoken in around two years. Like we would hear a lot of mutual friends because yeah, obviously we had the same business frat, but getting this message for me was kind of out of the blue. And I was kind of like, hey, Jackie, I have this idea. Let's hop on a phone call. I want to talk about this with you. <laughs> and that's how it started. That's so cool. <laughs> Jackie, what were your first thoughts when you first saw that text? The timing was so impeccable just because the summer of 2020, like with all the movement going on, I was actually like looking for ways I can volunteer my design and illustration services to any orgs. And Jolene just happened to message me at that exact moment, like when I was really looking for these opportunities. And I was like, hell yes, like this is what I was looking for. So yeah, it was great. What was the journey like from that dream? And you're like, yes, (laughs) I'm going to make this happen to the websites is up and live and fully functioning and you're reaching out to the influencers and you're sending out these boxes. Like what is the general timeline, I guess, of the journey of building untold? I think the biggest lift was definitely building the brand up from scratch. Jackie, do you want to kind of talk about that since I think you led those efforts more? Yeah, let me just like think back to what exactly happened. It was crazy. It was three months and we just launched it. And then you're like, I want to launch this on like November Thanksgiving. And I was like, that's not enough time. But like we did it, like we set up the project management timeline, Gantt charts and everything. And it was a lot of learning on the spot and setting deadlines for when we need to send this to print because there's a leeway time, like two weeks for them to process and print and ship it to us. And then we have to package everything. But it was a lot of like learning on the spot. I would say the hardest part was probably understanding how to even run an e-commerce company. I think it's totally different from anything I've ever done. And just for background, I'm a consultant in technology, but I work with these large Fortune 500 companies that they don't have any issues with budgeting or marketing. They all have Mm -hmm. so many team members that are working on a single project to launch. So when it was just us two, it was incredibly scrappy. We had almost no money to spend on marketing, which is why we sent out a bunch of free boxes to influencers hoping that they would promote us. And thankfully, Asia Dang is a goddess from above and she was so happy to do it for free. We had no, no money for anything, you guys. And it was so funny how it turned out because we were thinking this is probably going to be a one-time thing. I just want to see what it's like. We're just going to launch it and see where it goes. And we got so much positive feedback that we're like, okay, wait, this is actually an idea that we can make sustainable for the long run. But yeah, initially we had no idea what we were doing. I would say from branding until the finalized box, it took three whole months of planning. Jackie was all heads down on branding and social while I was all heads down on managing vendors, trying to finalize packaging and all that. So it was a crazy couple months. It's cool though, because now we saw that you guys have interns on board and it seems like you're really starting to grow into something more than what you thought, but I think that's amazing. But do you guys think that there was an added layer of complexity because we're in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, hopefully we're towards the end of it, but who knows? Yeah, definitely. I think, especially with fulfillment, that's the biggest piece with impact. In terms of getting everything we needed, boxes, 
the print collateral, it took a long time because of the COVID impacts, right? And even when we're shipping out products to our customers now, a lot of them, sometimes you have to pay for shipping and it's a lot more expensive now. USPS increased prices across the board for all packages. And it's definitely a little bit harder to navigate. And especially given that it's a pandemic, a national crisis where everyone's kind of thinking a little bit more about how they're spending their money. I think there's definitely consumer impact there, but I think the biggest thing right now is that people are so on board to help small businesses. I've been kind of blown away by the amount of people that are willing to help small businesses promote on their stories. And I think it's pretty amazing that everyone's coming together for this cause. Speaking of the vendors, how did you find them? And what was the outreach like? Was that hard? Did you just go on Google and looked up small businesses in your area? Or was it all like through word of mouth or people that you knew? Yeah, that's a great question. I reached out on Instagram a lot. I would literally search for keywords candle and see what pages come up or lip balm or like literally searched everywhere. I would also go on fair.com and bulletin.com, which are kind of wholesaler websites. And I would just see what brands are out there, especially the ones that had values that were close to our brand, which were sustainability or entrepreneur of color. But yeah, we did a lot of searching. We spoke to around 30 to 40 different small businesses before we finalized on these five, because these five brands really resonated with us and really tied a good story together in terms of the love languages. But we spoke to a ton and we had to kind of filter through them too. We also posted on Asian Hustle Network and there was an influx amount of responses. Like everyone wanted to be a part of that to support the mission. I was going to add, did you come up with the Love Languages theme before or after you found these other entrepreneurs? Before we found vendors. Okay. Yeah, we were like, we want to create this whole experience. And then we found businesses that can tie the whole story together. The biggest thing was that when we think about care packages, often it's really corporate. It's just a couple of products, you know, in a box that don't really have much connection. And I've gotten care packages from my company before, other clients before, and it's always is just very corporate. That's the first word that comes to mind. And I was like, how can I make this a little bit more personal and appeal to millennial audiences, right? For example, even with each of the products, they're all one very sustainable. Almost all of them are either handmade or completely biodegradable. Love to hear more about how you maintain sustainability and how you ship and how you even get box materials. Because I noticed that you guys wrote a handwritten letter and you could plant it and grow flowers with it. So just every little thing is obviously so well thought through. I'd love to hear more about that. So sustainability is obviously one of our brand pillars. So we wanted to continue that narrative with our vendors and everything that goes inside the box. So from the brands we source to like the wildflower seeds in the handwritten letter to even the physical newsprint with all the stories typed out, those are all sustainable. And with the newsprint, actually, it's cool because with every product brought from their website, they actually plant a tree in a place of your choice, which is really cool. The packaging tape is also sustainable. You guys even have like shredded paper to pad the box and that seems sustainable as well. That was hilarious because we bought paper, wildflower seed paper, and we wanted to print the handwritten letters on there, but it was so thick, it wouldn't fit into the printer. So we were like, crap, we have to handwrite all of these, like 250 of these, <laughs> you know? And like we wrote a paragraph because we didn't want to take away from that experience for each customer. It's a nice touch. Did you guys print this at home? Yeah, we bought a printer and everything. And then we also 
bought paper shredder machine. And then <laughs> we're like, let's fill that box filler with the same type of paper. So we had to like hand shred every single piece wow. of paper. Wow. Were you guys also doing everything virtually or did you guys try to make time to meet up and crank out all those details? We did everything virtually. We use a design software called Figma, which is amazing. It's very collaborative and we built our entire like brand guidelines from there. And from there we met, I think once only or twice, Jolene, in person where we were actually dedicating a whole day to just box everything. Oh my gosh, that's so impressive. You guys <laughs> definitely did a lot. Yeah, I was going to ask about your boxing process because obviously like if you are remote, then how does that work? Did you guys just meet up once and just do a huge boxing in one go? Or was it kind of like, I will take charge of the boxing if you do this? So my boyfriend lives 10 minutes away from Jackie's home home <laughs> where her parents <laughs> So yeah, we spent a whole day at my boyfriend's house, literally packaging like 250 boxes. Obviously, we didn't get through a lot of them, but I'm in charge of fulfillment now. And it was pretty insane. I have so much respect for anyone in the packaging industry because that shit's hard. Like, it's time consuming. We were so tired after. But yeah. <laughs> it was so fun, though. I honestly have to say that it's great to like not have to like think too much about everything. And it's more like a meditative process. What would you say is the most challenging part throughout this process? Was it more so the fulfilling or the designing or building the brand? For me, the hardest part of this was figuring out what people wanted, but also staying true to our mission and our products. So kind of meeting them halfway because it's important to have empathy for users and understand pain points and curate something for their needs but not take away too much of our characteristic, our personality to meet that. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think that was the biggest challenge for us was finding out exactly our product market fit. We spent a lot of time sending out feedback surveys, trying to get people to give us their honest, constructive opinions about our product so that we could iterate on it for next boxes and future releases this year. A lot of people won't respond to user surveys or anything like that. And it's really hard to get a hold of actual customers, not, you know, your friends or family that are supporting your business, but actual strangers that have found your product through the interweb and are buying it. So for me, having like little incentives like, hey, we'll send you a $5 gift card if you respond or if you're willing to chat with us and really hearing directly from our users on what they're looking for has been pretty powerful for me. And like Jackie said, I think it's about finding a true balance between what customers want and how you can actually build a reputable and mission-driven brand. Because obviously customers want cheaper because we're sourcing from small businesses too, the price jacks up immediately. Versus if you're ordering big products on Amazon from China, you know, you can directly control the costs, but we can't. So that's one of the biggest pain points that we found was how do we want to balance that? Us working full-time jobs and this being a passion project on the side turn into a side hustle. It's sometimes really difficult for me at least to find the energy at the end of a long work day to keep going late until like midnight, you know, and that starts that process over again, especially during the pandemic. It's such a routine that sometimes you just forget what day it is. It's kind of hard to like keep going and having that optimism. But I came across this quote that said optimism is a strategy for making a better future. And because unless you believe that future can be better, you are unlikely to step up and take responsibility for making it. It's by Noam Chomsky. It just like really hit me and I like loved reading that over and over again, just staying optimistic throughout all of this. 
That is super helpful for me because we have had this conversation many times internally, just because I work as a, an art director from my nine to five, and we work on this podcast many hours a week. And it is really hard to find that energy. But I think once you rally around a certain mission or like really believe in what you're doing, I think that definitely helps. But that quote just really, really helps put things into perspective. So I appreciate that. So you say it was a passion project turned business. So at what point were you like, I want to take on more because for a passion project it's very easy to like you know when I'm tired today let me push it off but at what points like no I, I actually want to move this forward into something bigger we just had our team brainstorming session a couple days ago and we really talked about what our goals are for this year as well mm -hmm. as for the next couple of years and I think one of the biggest things that we're trying to do is go into the corporate space so you know doing corporate care packages especially because of the volume that these tech companies are ordering at we're already working with a couple clients to try to see if we can start working in that B2B space. But in the next couple of years, I think we kind of shifted the mentality from passion project to side hustle because we saw a lot of potential in the space. Once we discovered after our first launch that people were actually really excited about this and that there was actually potential behind this, we really wanted to do some long-term sustainable work in this space. So in terms of, you know, our goals, we're really looking for building up our brand a lot more over the next couple of years, going into B2B and trying to find more ways to help bridge the gap between consumers and small businesses. So obviously it started off as you two. What other people are part of your team? We saw that you just added two interns. What was that process like bringing more people on and how does that shift your own responsibility? So as we were creating the Gantt chart of all of the deliverables we needed and assets we needed in terms of social media, because that was the fastest way that we could grow our brand online and to gain brand recognition, we were like, this is just too much for just the two of us to handle like creating one social media post takes so much effort like it's insane and we're like we, we can't do this we have to offload some of this work and so I think Jolene reached out you came in contact with Tiffany and Candy who are two social media interns through Alpha Kappa Psi and they're currently in school students and really like in line with our mission as well and they just want to make an impact so it was like really a one-on-one -on -one fit and we interviewed a few other people too but it was just coming down to like who represented our brand and our mission the most because they are an extension of Untold and we wanted the story to continue to be aligned. Yeah, I think it's great because these interns are very willing to learn. I think they're at the critical stage in college where they want more internships on their resume. They want to get experience. And at the same time, we're able to help mentor them. Jackie is an amazing brand artist, and she has a lot of connections in marketing, branding, advertising. So really being able to offer them a multifaceted learning experience in terms of building out social content for us while they get to kind of network in marketing, which is what both of them want to do. So in terms of building out a team, I think the biggest learning piece for us was how to properly delegate and manage our time wisely. I think especially because we have so many product launches coming up, we want to redo our branding for our boxes. We want to add so much more marketing collateral mm. boxes to make it more unique. Like we have a lot of ideas coming up and in order to execute on them, 
we really had to offshore some of that work to our interns. But it's been a great, great team environment because all of us are women of color. We all have weekly check-ins with each other. And it's just a great opportunity to be able to kind of share your vision with more people. I'd love to know if you guys have ran into any pushback or any doubt from friends or family or even yourself. Yep. I love this question because, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about it because imposter syndrome is so real. Yes, spill the tea. (laughs) All of my friends and family, there was so much pushback initially. I would say the biggest thing I learned was don't expect your friends and family to always agree with the choices that you're making. Some of them were saying, oh, your price point doesn't make sense. There's a lot of opinions and it's your job as an entrepreneur, as a hustler to really try to tune out and really figure out what advice you want to take in versus what advice you want to tune out. I think that was the biggest challenge for me in the beginning. I was trying to appease to everyone's feedback and I realized our target audience isn't everyone. It's not about all this other noise, but it's really about determining what you need to do in order to build out the best product for the target audience that we're reaching out to. So initially, there was so much pushback from friends and family on a variety of things. And even my parents are still kind of like, (laughs) they're like, why are there so many (laughs) in our garage? And like, doing this is so much work and it's necessary. They're like, Focus on your job. And they're so used to that idea of someone climbing up the corporate ladder for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So when they see me doing this, they just think it's a complete waste of time, which I understand from their perspective as immigrants, right? It's like, just work your damn job and you'll be fine. (laughs) Don't think about anything. (laughs) But that's the American dream, Jolene. (laughs) I'll let you go on, Jackie. (laughs) No, that was great for me. At Untold, our mission is to work towards a more socially inclusive economy, right? Like minimize that social racial wealth gap. And that's like such a huge, overwhelming mission. And I'm like, how do we as Untold, a small scrappy gift box company, how can we achieve that? And it goes back again, like that self-doubt. And to Jolene's point, you really just have to tune that out and focus on the present and understand that every small step is a step in that direction and it's a collective too like I think viewing ourselves as individual pieces it's not I guess the right perspective we have to really see everything as being a collective ecosystem so we each do our part in helping achieve that yeah thank you for that because definitely I'm pretty sure April Jojo and I like we go through the imposter syndrome all the time of like is this what we're doing what we want but it's At the end of the day, when we do get that message of someone like, oh, we listened to your stories and it really resonated with us, then you you go back to why we started this and why we made this happen and it kind of helps us push forward. Yeah, and I liked what you said about the individual versus collective thing because the whole idea of sustainability is something that I personally, like it is a challenge. It's like, yes, I want to shop sustainable. I want to shop small businesses only. But sometimes it's like, well, I do really need this and Amazon is two-day shipping or whatever. (laughs) But I think it's not about being perfect. And being like, I'm going to grow a farm and eat only non or or like organic food or whatever. I think it's really about that balance. So I really think that the mission of Untold is very cool because it's like, I think people like me who are really trying to actively find the sustainable brands and support small businesses of color 
all this stuff. So I love your mission. And I think it's really interesting talking to you guys too. And like listening to your story of how you came up with everything and kind of how you're slowly growing and the parallels that it has with Asian Glow Up. Because mm-hmm. we also started this last summer in the height of the pandemic yeah. and really trying to think about who are we trying to help here? Like what is our goal with Asian Glow Up? Who are we trying to reach with our stories and the people that we have on our podcast? Like you guys. I really value your transparency just because when I first got the box, I was like, oh, these are two badass Asian women who are like probably like in their 30s. They got their shit together. (laughs) They have so much experience. But just hearing you like, I wouldn't say it's scrappy at all. I think you guys are doing a really awesome thing. And I just love getting to hear like all the behind the scenes. And I hope this will help inspire anyone listening to really go for their dreams. That sounds so cliche, but really, that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You know, like when you're kids and you're like, you look to adults and you're like, they have it all figured out. They have the answers to everything. And then you get to that stage of an adult and you're like, I have no idea what the F I'm doing. It's kind of like that. Like, at least for me, I like have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) You just got to like push forward and learn on the go. And I would say like even talking to the small businesses in our boxes and really connecting with entrepreneurs none of them have any clue what they're doing either from these brands that I'm like wow you guys are so established you're making what 500k a year like you guys are good right this is your full-time thing but they still struggle with imposter syndrome every single day so it's really comforting to know that it's not just us just because we're starting out it's not just you guys everyone is going through the same issues and it's really important that we're bringing these topics to light because I think so many people don't talk about it like Even in How I Built This, which is one of my favorite podcasts growing up, I listened to every single episode. I always heard more about the success stories, right? Everyone's highlight reel is like, oh, I launched a successful company by the age when I was 21, and now I'm a multimillionaire and all these great things. But there's so less recognition about mental health issues, work-life balance, or imposter syndrome. So I'm really happy that you guys are providing that platform for people to talk about this. Thank you, guys. Thank you. For sure. You guys teased a little bit on your upcoming products from Untold. What's next? Yeah, so we're in the process of launching more gift boxes. And our next gift box will be centered around a date night experience. Ooh. So with our first box, it was kind of a love language box. But now we want to hone in a little deeper on quality time and physical touch, acts of service, and trying to find unique themes for each gift box. So this next box will be a date night experience, perfect for couples or best friends, essentially things that you can do together with someone else, especially in the pandemic where there's limited places that you can go with people. But hopefully we can bring that date night experience into the home with our next gift box. I love that. That's so cute. (laughs) Do you guys have any advice for the listeners out there who are thinking of starting a small business? I would say my biggest advice is for anyone that wants to start their own side hustle or business to just do it because there are so many self-limiting thoughts that you can have that hold you back. But the biggest thing to remember is done is better than perfect. And I try to always remember that with all of my work, that it's just better to do it versus fretting over how to make it perfect and never releasing it. So that's something that's kept me going. And I've already learned so much just from this initial launch, even though it was just one product, we were able to learn so much about the e-commerce space. And I think if I had 
spent maybe two to three years trying to perfect this product and determine how to scale this and wait for all the funds to come in, this product probably wouldn't even be out there. So I would say my biggest advice to anyone is just fucking do it and don't look back. Just follow your heart, do it. And if it's a good idea and if you have the passion behind it, I think anyone can make their product succeed. Damn, that's hard to follow, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) One little piece of advice from me, and it's super simple. I think anybody can can take it is just asking for help. And I think that's a really good and necessary thing to do in order to grow both professionally for your business, passion project, personally, like anything. And this is something I'm working on every day. And for me, it's hard to open up to others just because I have like this deep rooted fear, I guess, of being a nuisance and wanting to be independent. But I realize that whenever I reach out, like everyone is so open to it and they love feeling like they're of service to others. So it's kind of like taking that feedback and applying that for myself too. Yeah, that was great. How did you guys come to the name Untold? Like, did you have other ideas for the name and branding? Because I know it's something that we kind of think about a lot. We're like, (laughs) why did we decide Asian Glow Up? Is it too late to back out? What are we doing? What does that even mean? Yeah, like, do we want (laughs) to change it? Like, after one series, and then we're like, no, we like it. Yeah, so So I'm just kind of curious, like, how did you get to that name? Were there other things that you were thinking about? Or was Untold always what you were imagining and seeing for this brand? By the way, I read into the story behind why you guys chose Asian Glow Up, and I love it. (laughs) So don't change (laughs) I get Asian glow. I get red AF. Girl, same. <laughs> Don't change it. I love it. So I was actually on thesaurus.com. I thought you were going to say it came in your dream as well. <laughs> no, my, my dream was so abstract. It was just like shaped in boxes, moving parts and But there wasn't any concrete names. So me and Jackie made like a long list of names that we kind of resonated with our brand missions and our ideals, what we were looking for, but none of them really had that bark. So I remember there was this one day I was looking on thesaurus.com and plugging in each of the lists of names that we had into thesaurus to see what other words there were that kind of resembled what we were looking for. And I saw Untold and I was like, huh, this sounds really, really powerful. It's everything we wanted in a brand name encapsulated into one word. So I texted Jackie and I was like, I like Untold. What do you think? And she's like, oh, I really like it too. And then we asked a lot of people around us in our circle what they thought. We kind of gave them a couple options, but Untold just seems to be the most popular one. So yeah, I think it it worked the best because of the way it really spelled out like how we're telling the stories behind the brands and and told is that right? It's like we're a platform, not just a gift box company, but we're a platform that highlights the voices behind BIPOC entrepreneurs. So yeah, it was just so random on this story. No, that's great. I feel like it's very, <laughs> I feel like it's very succinct and it's to the point and mm-hmm. it does reflect your company's mission quite a bit. Do you guys want to tell the viewers where to find you, your website, Instagram, and so on? You can find us on Instagram at untold underscore co. And you can also shop our gift boxes at untoldstore.co. Feel free to use the code AGU10 for 10% off your next order. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Love that. Thank you so much, Jackie and Jolene, for joining us today on this episode of Asian Glow Up. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think we can all agree that this is a really fruitful conversation. And I really loved getting to hear all your very transparent stories and all the behind the scenes and all the really like the work and effort that goes into these gift boxes. And I love that you elevate 
BIPOC entrepreneurs and the whole mission and everything is amazing. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lives to really have this conversation with us. Thank Yay, you. Thank you so much. Yeah.